Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, and welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We're your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I am Jen Romolini with very weird audio settings today. So if I sound strange, we're sort of, we're having some technical difficulties. So here we go. We're having some technical go- difficulties. And call me crazy, but I just have a hunch that we're both kind of cranky today. Oh, my God. You are 100% correct. I'm really cranky. <laughs> We didn't even discuss. You just were right. I just intuited from those seven minutes we were on the phone before we started recording. You felt the vibes. I'm super fucking cranky. I had I came back home and there was just like, oh, so much for me to deal with. So much, so much seventh grade. <laughs> just, yeah. just like a lot, just like a lot of stuff. So anyway, there was just a lot to deal with and I'm on deadline and I'm, I'm just cranky. I'm cranky. I'm also just like, is it your vasomotor system? I'm just like, there's just a fire burning inside me at, at all days. <laughs> like it's just like a like, literal, like yeah. a literal heat, heat, heat wave in your body. Yes. Yes. Like, I'm like, I can't be naked. Like I can't get cool. You know, so. Women have been trying to solve this problem for years. I, it's the many light layers. Oh, you know what I was thinking about? the other, Wait, why are you cranky? I don't fucking know. I just am. I just woke up that way. Okay. Okay. Well, the many light layers, I do need them. Um, I was thinking the other day, why can't I be classy? <laughs> First of all, nobody who calls themselves classy is classy. I it's not a classy word. It's not a classy word. But you know what I mean? There's a type of older woman, middle age, my age and beyond, who just looks classy. (laughs) She just, her clothes just are neat. They're simple. They're classic. They're unwrinkled. They're unwrinkled. Or if they're wrinkled, they're It's intentional. It's they're thoughtfully wrinkled. I saw one in the airport. I saw one of these (laughs) in the airport as I was like, I don't know what I was wearing and not quite a clown suit, but close, you know, (laughs) and I was walking through the airport and I saw this woman just sort of gliding toward me, you know, some sort of classic leather slide, a linen dress that just was fitted perfectly, a, a summer cardigan, tasteful jewelry. And I was like, what the fuck? You know what? But I have to say, and this is the truth, I would be sad if you started dressing that way and stopped dressing the way you dress. Because I can tell that the way you dress when you're not comparing yourself to quote unquote classy ladies <laughs> brings you a lot of pleasure. It's true. It's true. But I do aspire to like a crew neck cashmere sweater. You know what know. I'm saying? You know those I do people. Because- because that's, you know, without doing it with much polish, that's what I aspire to. See, I think you're still a little, I think you still have a little punk rock in you. Sorry. The tattoos. The clogs. The clogs. The clogs. I don't think, I don't think you, I don't, I don't see you ever going for like a ballet flat. 
No. Remember when, I don't know if you remember, I went, had terrible foot problems during the years that we worked together and I had to wear flats every single day. And I, I hated ballet flats and I had to wear them because I could fit my orthotic in them. I do remember your foot problems, which is just how long we've known each other. I totally remember them. And I think you got custom made orthotics. Am I right about this? I did. Okay. Uh, that's what I thought. <laughs> I did. I had neuromas, which are very painful. They're nerve growths between your toes. And I couldn't wear heels. Ugh, but you had so many good flat boots. I did. You had it's really true. good flat boots. Um I have been thinking of, speaking of boots, I've been thinking about fall style quite a bit and where, I don't know where, where, where it's going to go next, you know, for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I saw, do you ever hear of the brand Simple Folk? Maybe vaguely. Okay. I was in a store of all places in Cape May, New Jersey. It happened to be the one store that wasn't selling like sarongs and wind chimes. And mm -hmm. it, um, it had a bunch of simple folk clothes, which is, you know, how there's like, I don't know how you pronounce it. Doen, D-O-E-N. -E Doen. I don't Do know how you pronounce it. D-O-E-N. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know how that's like kind of ladies of the Canyon kind of, yes. you know, and then there's like another, like there's a different, it's the same vibe, but it's a different coast, like upstate like that does the same thing, but it's more mm -hmm. like corduroys and wool and, you know, Yes. anyway, so simple folk, which has extended sizes, looks kind of cool, had this kind of amazing looking pair of corduroy culottes. Wow. <laughs> I can totally see yeah. you going for corduroy culottes. I think anybody could go for this corduroy culotte because they were they had an elastic waist for fuck's sake. Who does not want this in their lives? No, it's an really elastic, true. elastic waist. And they had it in the store with a, um, like a chunky knit kind of boxy crew neck sweater of the same palette. And I was like, Ooh, that is, that could be really interesting with like a cute clog, like a, a corduroy culotte, chunky sweater, clog, some sort of necklace. You're done. It's funny you should bring up corduroys, actually, because I've yes. been thinking about corduroys just today. I was on the Mother Denim site, and they have they have corduroys in a really good brown and a really good like marigold yellow. And corduroys are tempting. Culottes for me less tempting, but I can see you pulling them off. Okay, okay, all right. I mean, how about a corduroy skirt? Oh, I think a corduroy skirt is so 17 magazine back to school circa 1979. I can't stand it. It's too much. I want a corduroy skirt, but I also, I just like this idea of like bo intentionally boxy. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, ooh, a nice sweater that's not really cropped, but just at the waist, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like a, could be really cute if the, if the bottom is, if the bottom is right, if the proportions are right. Like today I have two different outfits on because I couldn't figure out what to do on the bottom. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is, I'm not going to go any, anywhere because, until I figure out what, why these two outfits don't match. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so simple folk. I also saw you did a thing on blazers. I was like, oh, heaven. <laughs> I know there are a few in that post I really want. I've been wanting the rag and bone Slade blazer forever. Mm. And I went and tried it on. And I didn't realize, but it had sort of knit sleeves. It was like blazer material mm -hmm. on the body, but then knit sleeves. And I wasn't into that. But oh. the one I posted today is all knit like merino wool. Like, so it's sort of like a sweater, sort of like a blazer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. I have been tempted by this blazer for years and I may finally go for it. I think you should go for it. I am also... I am craving a blazer. I used to have this like earth tone herringbone blazer from J. Crew, which had patch patch uh, elbows. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sad that I it, like, of course, it's from 1991. I don't think it would have lasted all these years, but I'm right. like, I'm craving it today, like a yeah. bar, a barn jacket. Well, you should have a barn jacket. I have multiple barn ish jackets. I have chore coats. Like I have like all. I have so. For a person who lives in a place that is 107 degrees, <laughs> like, I have many jackets, but I have been, I've been craving that. And then I've been trying to think of what I'm going to do for a new shoe. I want, I still that have That is not, so tricky. Yes. I saw shoes. a woman. Yes, yeah, shoes, you go. 
Shoes, very tricky because you mentioned clogs. Clogs are what I wear a lot of the time. Yes. I can't wear them anymore. Oh. I can't really wear the The one brand I can wear is Magnified, which is a, I think, Dutch brand. It's M-A-G-N-A-F-I-E-D. And they put a little, um, they make it so that the sole bends by putting a little insert of rubber into yeah. the sole. Yeah. And that's the only way I can walk now. I have so many clogs that I, I suddenly can't wear at all. It just, it screws up my knee. It's just not, it's just not good. And then there's a European brand. If any of you listeners know it, because I found it on Instagram and then lost it again. And I can't remember what it was called, but they do the same thing with slightly higher clogs. Yes. 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 I may have also seen this. I am thinking, I still have not really nailed my loafer situation. And yesterday, um, because I didn't get the Gucci loafers, because I was like, I don't know if I like Again, the the classy thing, like, I don't know if that's my thing. And I didn't want to invest and then be like, because mm. also sometimes, because I have a butt and I've, 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 I'm like almost back to my normal weight after many stomach issues. I have a butt and sometimes a small shoe with, with a butt, like you just don't. And I also have smaller feet. Just the proportions wind up being weird. Like there's a cartoon that actually describes this, but I'm not thinking of who he is. This is a cartoon man who has very small feet and like, you know, a rounder body. Anyway, sometimes I want a bigger shoe to balance out my form. <laughs> well, at Sassy, Mary Clark, who was the fashion director, said the clunkier the shoe, the thinner the thigh. And it's not even, it's just for balance. Like it's not about anything else. It's a, it's a balanced thing for aesthetic. So I saw a woman yesterday, I was waiting for a overpriced matcha latte and like an asshole. And I saw a woman in front of me who was wearing a pair of really good vintage, like vintage Levi's or Wrangler jeans, like kind of beat up that she had either cut or they came that way. They were a little bit, um, short and she mm -hmm. had white socks on and a chunky patent leather loafer. Okay. The socks with sandals and the socks with loafers fall squarely into the fine on other people category for me. <laughs> I can no sooner see, maybe you could pull it off because you can pull off things I could only dream of, but I could never in a thousand years, I'd feel like the biggest asshole in the world. Okay. Okay. But a chunky loafer. Fine. And I'm not sure of that. I'd have to, I really, we'd have to like, we have not spent time together in real life or at least this kind of extended time where I would make you try this on with me. <laughs> but even with tights and a dress, a chunky loafer, I feel like could be really cute with like a little sole. And so I haven't gotten that right. And also patent leather. I'm like, oh, patent leather. I forgot. I forgot it exists. <laughs> and so I've been thinking about that. And then I've been also looking at gold ankle boots. I've been trying to find a pair. Ah, good gold. pair of gold. Yeah. It's very hard to find, but so satisfying when you do a really good metallic piece of footwear. I have really great Rachel Comey clogs that are gold that I can't wear anymore. Oh. That are wonderful. Oh. And they're perfect. They're like metallic, but they're not that tacky, all the same shade metallic. Yes. Yes. Because you want them to be a little distressed, actually. And then I bought, I bought um, a few years ago, some Rick Owens for Birkenstock gold foil. They had like gold leaf on them, mm -hmm. Birkenstocks. Mm -hmm. then, and, and all the gold just shed it off. I have the same they, ones. Exactly that thing happened. Yes, shed it off. It, I still wear them because I think it looks kind of cool. But yeah. it was, you know, disappointing having spent the money on something as ridiculous as a Rick Owens Birkenstock. Oh, well, I didn't. Mine were not. Mine were just regular Birkenstocks, but also the gold leaf did fleck off whatever they were. Cause it was like a, it was like a, it was not gold leaf. It was like a, it was like, actually, it was like a snake skin, which was cool. It was like a gold snake skin, but it's just got worn to shit in a gross way. Not cool way. So are you thinking a high boot, a flat boot? I don't wear, I don't wear anything healed anymore. Like anything above two inches, maybe. And really how tall are you? How tall are you? You're like five ten. No, I'm not five ten. I was, I was at one point in my life, five, nine. I recently have realized I went down a half an inch. Yeah. I've shrunk in about a half an inch. I was squarely five, six, and now I'm five, five and a half. It's so funny that we're not the same height because I always thought of you as exactly my same height. My, whole, so my whole life that I've known you or taller. <laughs> you read tall to me. Um, 
No, I won't wear a heel. Although I have been, I had a pair of Ferragamo and I still have them. I have a pair of Ferragamo boots, seventies boots that Mm -hmm. they look almost exactly like this pair of boots that there's this one scene of Meryl Streep and Kramer versus Kramer that I, I loved that movie as a child because I was a very twisted child (laughs) and I remembered those boots my whole life. And in my eBay shopping, I found almost a, like almost the exact pair. I don't know if they're Ferragamo, but. Isn't that funny? The things we remember that like inform our style. I had this, my mom had a book called Cheap Chic, mm-hmm. which was a huge sensation in the seventies. Mm-hmm. These two New York journalists wrote it and it was just this, had all, it was very proto lucky. A lot of the ideas for lucky came out of that book. Cause it was all real women, real life mm-hmm. women talking about their clothes. Wow. And okay. there was one woman who was like a genius at layering. That wasn't the point of her story, but she just, she looked so cool. And I, I got the book years later and it was just as satisfying to look at these pictures and realize that I had been, that I'd been carrying that picture around in my head for years. No, it's funny. It's, um, it's Meryl Streep and Kramer versus Kramer for me. It's Marsha Mason. And only when I laugh, it's, there's like very specific New York seventies, late seventies that I've, I, I still, I mean, it's like if I see a piece that looks like one of these movies, I I know exactly. It's just, it's shaped my style. But anyway, these Ferragamo boots are really comfortable and they have like a conical heel that's about three inches and I'm looking for a new pair of those. But that's for when I have to, I don't have to go anywhere. I know, that's the thing. Like there is like a thing, there's like a dressiness that I like to, an amount of dressiness I like to keep up when I'm, you know, on a stage or, you know, Mm -hmm. when I have to give a talk or I'm whatever in a business meeting, like there's a, there's a level, but it just happens so fucking rarely, you know? I know it happens. I can't remember the last time it happened for me. No. And even this funeral, I was like, shit, do I even own a black dress anymore? Like, do I even own a decent black dress? And actually that H&M one, I had already bought that, that you posted about recently, that H&M shirt dress. Mm -hmm. It's actually, it's actually a really good dress. It's not, it's not going to make it into fall because the, um, the material is like a, it's not nylon, but it's like a, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a fall material. Mm -hmm. Let's say that, um. So anyway, those are, those are some of the things I'm thinking about. What else, what else for you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been thinking about starting an exercise regimen after Labor Day. Okay. Kind of considering what that's going to be. Okay. I think I'll feel better and be happier if I exercise. I've been, I've been thinking about it too, because the loss of muscle happens so it's it happens so rapidly like if Mm -hmm. I don't I've been thinking really I want to have a fitness expert on because I'm trying all these different workouts and I keep injuring myself like I'm just like Mm -hmm. going on YouTube and I'm I I'm like pulling things out and I need somebody to tell me exactly what to do I mean what I need is a fucking personal trainer but ew who wants to go I know well you can zoom with a personal trainer that's true you could always zoom with a personal trainer. I think a lot of people are doing that now. Maybe that's what it is. What are you thinking of doing? Well, you know, I love yoga. I love yoga, but now I've got this kind of fucked up knee and it hasn't been bothering me for a while. It like occasionally my meniscus gets torn and then I wear a brace for several months and it seems to get better. Okay. But I just feel like yoga, it, yoga really depends on the knee. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on your knees a lot of the time. You're like bending them in weird positions. And so I don't know if I, I have Googled yoga for bad knees and there does seem to be some cohort out there addressing themselves to that. But so yoga is what I love, but I, I really feel like I need something cardio. Yes. Yes. You know, I, and I hate to say it because I don't, I don't like cardio, but I feel like I really need something cardio. Like apparently you can get a Peloton machine super cheap now because everybody bought them during the epidemic and they don't want them anymore. Okay. Okay. A pand- pandemic. Um, but, but I've always been reluctant to have pieces of exercise, exercise equipment in my home because I think they become furniture. Yes. Well, I had a whole thing because my spin studio, my old spin studio was 
um, almost giving away, basically giving away their old bikes. They were like getting new bikes, but the bikes were fine. So I could have had this spin, this spin bike for $75. And I discussed it with my husband. And I even like put a post up on our Facebook. Does anybody use theirs? And then ultimately I was like, I just can't bear to have this giant people piece of ex- exercise equipment in my house. That's, that's a clothes hanger and that's collecting dust. And that's reminding you that you're not exercising. Yes, too depressing, too depressing. I mean, I may just go back to what I did during the pandemic, which, I mean, I did a half an hour of yoga and then I did a half an hour of dancing around the apartment. I mean, if if you can do it consistently, I mean, I, for me, I think that this next iteration of working out has to be, has to involve weights. I think mm-hmm. I, I... I just, it all sounds so unappealing. I know it sounds disgusting. I I hate it. And I have all the weights. They're like, I have a a variety of weights that I've bought, you know, spontaneously, impulsively, disgustedly over Mm -hmm. the years, you know? So I have, you know, the ones that you can clamp on to your wrists or your ankles. I have like Mm -hmm. a lot of free weights and I'm just not doing it. And I need to do it. I was just, I'm feeling not strong and I don't like that. That doesn't. doesn't no, I'm feeling that way too. And I'm thinking about like the age my mom was when she kind of stopped farting around and started exercising regularly and watching what she ate. Mm -hmm. And. Oh my God. Oh my God. My mother did something so bad yesterday. Okay. Okay. Wait, tell me, tell me, but wait, what age was it? What age was it that she started? About my age. Okay. So so it's time. Okay. Continue. What did she do? So my cousin Ben was over with his wife and two children who are absolutely adorable, a nine-year-old girl and a six and a half-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Good ages. And the nine-year-old girl just just shot up like since the last time I saw her. And so my mom was saying to her mother, oh, she's gotten so tall. And the mom was like, yeah, it's true. And she's like, and her legs are so long. And then she said in a little sing song, she's going to have a nice figure. Oh, and I just, I could, I was like, mom, she's nine years old. You cannot say these things to little girls anymore. It is not done. And she got it immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But she was, but it it, it kind of bummed me out. It was like, you know, she really does think that way. I mean, she's just completely programmed. You know, it's just so normal. I mean, it's just so normal for our our parents to just talk about bodies. It's just it, it, mm-hmm. in a way that we, we don't. I mean, I remember, you know, I'm not going to say who it was, but an older relative saying, um, pointing out to me that my child was thick, very mm. young, like, mm, mm. you know, like six, like, oh, they're thick, you know, so you just something you have to watch out for. You know, Alex got into a huge fight with our pediatrician who was talking about Charlotte's BMI in front of mm-hmm. Charlotte last week. Did I tell you this? No, you did not. Yeah, I didn't go to this pediatrician appointment, um, but Alex did. And the pediatrician started talking to Charlotte about BMI, which, you know, Charlotte's at that age where a kid gets a little chubby before. And who even fucking cares? Like, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. But there is an age that kids get a little chubby before they shoot up. Like, it's just like puberty age. It's just their bodies are changing. And this doctor, who was a new doctor in the practice, laid into my kid about snacking and about, and I was like, what the fuck? And I will say, my husband, who can be quite passive a lot in his life, stepped on it right away and was like, okay, or, or took control of the situation. It was like, could I see you outside for a second? <laughs> like, and was Good like, for him though. You don't, you don't talk to a kid like this. Like you don't, you don't talk to it. You don't talk to a kid about their, about their eating. Like if you want to talk to me, you can talk to me about it. But also BMI is like, a is, is like a, is something we've made up. It doesn't even, if you listen to um, maintenance phase. It's, it's, it's a totally bullshit measure of of anything. Yes, 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 yes. And it's totally been debunked, but, um, anyway, it was a very, it was very intense, but oh, your poor mom, she must've felt really bad. She did feel kind of bad, but I was just like, oh my God. And the way she said it, I was just like, I, I, and I was like, I love my mother. I love my mother. I love my mother. (laughs) But that was absolutely crazy. It just happens though. It just happens. People blurt stuff out and People just say things. 
I know. I God knows I do. I know. I mean, I'm I'm getting better, but let's take a quick break from some ads. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Support for Everything is Fine comes from Ritual. So I love Ritual. Everyone knows I love Ritual. I talk about Ritual all the time. I particularly love its daily, their daily multivitamin. And I also really have been enjoying their melatonin. But the thing I love most about Ritual is their Hyacera. It's a once daily skin supplement that's clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. In a clinical study, Hyacera led to 3.6 times reduction in crow's feet wrinkles within 90 days as compared to a placebo. Hyacera led to 2.9 times increase in skin smoothness within 90 days as compared to a placebo. You can enhance your skincare routine from the inside out with one daily capsule essenced with soothing vanilla. I love Hyacera. It's been rigorously tested and validated. It's one of the industry leading sustainability. It, it meets, sorry, all of the industry leading sustainability standards. You know, I'm a beauty editor now. I am all about keeping my face plump and Hyacera absolutely has done that for me. I've been on it for months. I don't even know how long and I can really see a difference in the texture of my skin. My skin looks more juicy, I guess, is the best way to do it. Say it, do it. Uh, okay, so you can start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash fine. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription to get today. That's ritual.com slash fine for 25% off. And we're back. I I have a couple of recommendations for this week. Okay. So the first one is um, Issa Rae has a new show called, I think it's on HBO Max, called Rap Shit. Um, and it's about two young Black women in Miami who are aspiring to be rappers. They're, they're a group together. Mm -hmm. And the pilot's not that great. But after that, you really, I really got into it, into their friendship, into that. It's like a lot of really good, like female rapping. Like it's mm -hmm. just like really like a good girls group, but it's also about like aspiring to fame and what that looks like, the road to success. And it's, it's really fun show. I really have been enjoying it. It's, it's easy too. You know, it's just kind of fun and easy. Um, and that's why I liked loot. It was just like a hoot. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. This is just like a fun, this is just like a fun show about two, two girls, like having a really good time together, figuring out, you know, a creative partnership and also just like what, what the music business looks like now and like how different it is, like how you have to get on like a Spotify playlist and how social media has changed everything. I mean, of course, they're young, so they're not, they're not, Yeah, I don't think anybody's thinking about this as I am as an older person, but I'm like, Ooh, interesting. This is interesting. <laughs> to watch. This is anthropology, you know, <laughs> that's funny. And then the second thing is I've been listening to, I listened to a podcast called, um, I think it's called this Jungian life and it's three, um, Jungian, um, psych psychologists. And this, tell one, me more. And this week, this is so boring. <laughs> 
this, <laughs> this week they were talking about cancel culture, which, and they framed it in a really interesting way about how cancel culture is kind of like a collective dissociation and that we've lost the ability to be uncomfortable with one another hmm. and that we have to, if we're going to be a functioning society, we need to get uncomfortable with each other. And that means disagreeing and having aversive reactions because now we're like dissociating and we're just like, you don't exist anymore. You don't exist. And we're also dehumanizing each other. Mm-hmm. And it was a really interesting framing of where we are right now. And I, cause I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. I'm like, Oh, Trumper, no, thanks. You know? Yeah. And it's really, it's, it's, it is a dissociation and not that people, not that we shouldn't hold people to account for bad behavior, but there is just a very like open and shut case. And it's just, we do dehumanize and yeah. Well, it shows you where we are in the dialogue between people who are fundamentally different from each other, which is in a really horrible place. Not fundamentally different from each other, probably in some ways very much alike each other. Yes. And what what these what these psychoanalysts were saying is we need to learn to suffer the truth of ourselves, whether it's, you know, the truth of another person, the truth of like we need to be present for these ugly moments. And I, I don't know, I have been really thinking about it a lot. It's, it's worth a listen. Um, it's, it's, if anybody's interested in it, I don't know. I'm, they also do dream analysis, which I'm just like, Ooh, dreams. Like, <laughs> <laughs> See, that's so funny because if there's one thing that I will inevitably skip in any book I'm reading, it's somebody describing a dream. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. But these are, this, this, this is like a narcissism thing. Like these are people <laughs> like analyzing dreams. So you also know what that means in your dreams, you know? Right. Um, right. But speaking of politics, oh my God, I just have to say, and I don't want to talk about it for too long. Of course, Donald Trump stole the spy list. It's like, <laughs> it's the most like mission impossible. Like that's like his view of the world is all like cinema and a showtime. And of course he stole like the knock list from, from mission impossible. Of course he's a movie villain. Yeah, no, he has, he has totally become like Marvel movie villain. Ah. And he still may not suffer even for a moment for any of it. No, he might not. But even like he even had the opportunity to be like, oh, my God, it was an accident. Instead, he's like, no, those are mine. Those are mine. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine. I know. Oh, it's so unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. so unbelievable. But OK, let's not talk about that for long because that will surely become depressing. It will become depressing. Let's um, should we answer a few listener questions? Well, let's answer some listener questions. I was also going to tell you about a television show I have been watching. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. No, that's perfectly OK, because I don't remember the name of it. But it's the it's the Game of Thrones prequel and it has dragons in the name House of Wait, Dragons. You're watching that? How is it? Very rapey. <laughs> of course it is. That's all they make is rape shit. That's it. <laughs> it I don't know if I can watch it. Like I watched I watched a lot of 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 Game of Thrones when Paul and I got together and I thought okay it's in the context of the time but it's hard it's hard to watch women being so degraded. And it just it's even aside from being raped it's just violent in a way yeah. that that I don't think I have much stomach for. Like I had just, I was watching Ozark. I had to stop watching Ozark because it was just so, the violence is not frequent, but when it happens, it's like intense. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I, I feel like they just really let me down so much at the end of Game of Thrones. I just felt like Game of Thrones, the end of Game of Thrones was such a letdown. And I just, well, this yeah. is the the guy who start, who wrote the book says this is his way of getting it right again because I think he agrees. Because they were going off they weren't going off of his book at the end. They were going off of they were making their own scripts. Okay. Which is why it got so sucky. Okay, okay. Well, I well, I mean, it sounds like you're not enjoying watching it. No, and there've only been two episodes so far, so I may just, you know, dive away from that entirely. Dive right. away. I just made up that expression. I like it. I like it. Um, 
We have some old questions from last week, and we also have some new ones from this week. I don't. Okay, know I'm going to let you be the question asker because okay. I was the question. Asker you really last were. Week. You really were. Um, okay, so this is very funny. I just want to answer it on air. Jen mentioned that she had been working on writing podcast scripts, and now I'm curious about how scripted everything is fine is. How spontaneous and how much do you plan? <laughs> I just I needed to answer this because it's just so, so I am working, I'm working on a documentary podcast that'll come out next year and I'm, I'm learning how to write um, documentary podcast scripts, which is a totally different project. But I laughed so hard at thinking that this podcast <laughs> is in any way scripted. <laughs> Can you imagine what that script would look like? I can't. I can't because this thing is the wildest shit. Like this is literally, we get on and we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's true. Like sometimes I'll, I'll take a couple notes because my memory is so bad that I want, if it's just a two of us episode, I want to remember that I wanted to bring something up. Yes. Yes. Um, which reminds me of another thing I want to bring up. This is a little digression and oh. it's a little bit late. I was hoping you could help me through my feelings about the Linda Evangelista British Vogue cover. Oh, yes. I can help you through your feelings about that. Tell me your feelings because I have feelings as well. Well, I think it's sad. Yeah. I think it's sad that like all the fa all her fashion friends, because it was shot by Stephen Maisel and it was like styled by this person and makeup was everybody. All the big stars came out for it. And it. I don't expect British Vogue to like run pictures of what Linda Evangelista looks like now. Uh, yeah. You know, some people argue that that, that would have been more progress. That's not realistic. But I did think there was something so sad about the fact that maybe she needed that. And it's also cluttered. All my feelings about it are, are, are muddled in or mixed in with the fact that she was the one who said, I don't get out of bed for 10, less than $10,000 a day. In an interview, she said, you yeah, know, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, yeah. such a smug thing to say. And she always struck me as a very arrogant character. So there's this ugly part of me that feels like, well, you know, that's karma. But that's an ugly little piece of me that I don't like to address there. But it is there. Like, you know, I. What I felt like was she's not right with herself. Right. Yes. That's what I was trying to say. She needed this. She needed this. She's not right with herself. So it's not a celebration. It didn't feel celebratory. No. It felt like I'm so uncomfortable with myself that you can show my face. First, you're going to tape up my face in this really aggressive way. So she's taped. And then not only that, she's in a hat. She's in a scarf. We're literally seeing her for about five inches from eye to eye, then going down, narrowed down her face in like a triangle till you mm -hmm. get to about three inches around her mouth. And that's the amount that we're showing. It reminded me of, and it felt like a spectacle almost to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It reminded me of when they wheel out Liza Minnelli at the Oscars yeah. and she can't, she's no longer lucid. She, she can't really, it doesn't look like she's having an okay time. You know, mm -hmm, it just, the mm -hmm. whole thing feels kind of exploitative almost. Yeah. And this is so complicated, right? So I don't have like a right or wrong on it because it's so complicated because obviously Linda Evangelista still really wants to work. And if you look at the pictures of her, like the actual pictures of her in People Magazine, how she's so deformed in quotes is she has a little fat underneath her, um, like her uh, armpit. Like she has some fat pockets like most human beings have and particularly women of a certain age. And her chin is a little fatter and like has like a bulge underneath it. But she's not deformed. No, she's, I mean, it, it's back to something we've talked about before, which is that it's, it, there is an adjustment for all women when you get older, if, if you've taken some of your identity from your looks and for somebody who's taken a huge amount of identity from their looks, that's even more so. But it's like, this is not, it didn't feel like a victory lap to me. No, not at all. Because every, and, but, but it was almost, it almost seemed like such a regression in a way, like instead of like moving forward, 
through. Plus, also, it doesn't tell us anything about the dangers of these kinds of procedures, you know, mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. talking about like how fucked up it is. Like it, it doesn't move forward through the energy of the sadness she obviously has and the grief she obviously has over her looks. This isn't this isn't a victory. This is a regression. I felt like. Yep. Yep. You're putting your, thank you for articulating better than me, how I was feeling. It's really complicated. And look, I, I, I'm not saying if she was uncomfortable, she should have been on the cover of Vogue looking the way she looks and the way she's talking about it, the dysmorphic way she's talking about it, the body hating way she's talking about it. So she obviously didn't have self-acceptance. She went in and got a lot of treatments, including a lot of school sculpting, like many Mm -hmm. multiple set, multiple sessions. And she still has not found peace or body acceptance. And I don't think that that's something to celebrate. I think that's very well put. That's very well put. It felt to me like Norma Desmondy. Yes, 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 yes. That's perfect. That's actually perfect. And, you know, even the fucked up thing was even in the hat and the scarf covering up most of her face, they still airbrushed her within an inch of her life. Within an inch of her life. And and I, that's not something that I can like get down on because I certainly oversaw a lot of retouching in my day, but not to that degree. I mean, there was one cover that I very much regret, which was the Jessica Simpson cover where we really, she had put on weight and it was our September issue. And we, we, the film came in and we were like, we have to do this. And we did too much by far. It makes me sad to see, because this is really about fat. The Linda Evangelista mm-hmm. thing is really about fat. All the words that we're using for it, deformed, it's it's really inappropriate. And it's about it's about this sort of programming around thinness. Mm-hmm. And to have that on the cover and to have it be the only acceptable way she could be on the cover is totally covered up. And not showing her body at all is is really messed up. It is messed up. It is messed up and it, it is sad. I think you're right. She's not right with herself. And I do think that's true. I think beautiful women, we've talked about it with Paulina Portsakova, like they have a harder time when it stops being about them, even if they are still beautiful, yeah. which Paulina Portsakova surely is. And Linda Evangelista isn't like a gremlin or something. It No, no, she's just an older woman. She's just an yeah. older woman who's who's some weight on her. Come on. It's so sad. It is sad. So sad. Okay. All right. Okay. Next question. On to the next. Sorry, right. I digress. No, I think that was an important digression. Um, after the podcast about work recently, have you thought about a plan for the next 30 years, remembering that it did not have to be centered around work? My plan for the next 30 years is to stay alive for the next 30 years. Beyond that, I don't know. I want to move closer to my family as soon as I can. And that might be in, that might be pre-high school for my kid or post-high school for my kid. I haven't sorted that out yet because I'm very aware of the years passing and not wanting to, my priorities have shifted. I'm not, I, I, I don't care about being cool anymore or living in a cool city. Like I don't, I I just am losing that, that ambition. So that's one, that's one goal for me. And I want to travel a lot while I still really can. Um, and I want to feel financially secure, which is something that I don't know that I always prioritized. I think I was like, cool job, cool projects. Mm-hmm. And I think that I really would like to, in the next decade of my life, create some financial security for myself because I don't feel that I have enough. And I, I don't, I really want to get grown up in my money management and in my earning, honestly, more responsible yeah. Yeah. and also stay alive. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I no, I really, I mean, I do. I think so much lately about mortality. I think so much about it. I think about how lucky I'll be if I get 30 more years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so how I spend them, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 but I do just want to be healthy and alive. Yeah. I mean that too. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about like, you know, like I said, building up muscles and every, how do I, you know, whatever, it's fucking whatever. We'll, we'll get somebody on to tell us how to do this and then <laughs> and we'll do it half the time. Um, okay. 
I'm going to go to this week's questions because a lot of those are confusing. Okay. I'm becoming preoccupied with understanding what proportions work on my middle-aged body, and I really can't seem to figure out what to try. Any good resources for understanding what looks good on different body types? Like a book? I don't know about a book. I don't know. I, 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 I have been struggling with a similar thing, dealing with a changing body and trying to um, dress it. I think that it's, I think it's really about trying, just trying things out, like really yeah. just buying and returning and trying. And that's annoying to say, but like trying things you haven't tried before, like an elastic waist skirt with a longer sweater, a button down with a vest over it, you know, like just trying things that you maybe haven't tried I don't yeah. know, the belting things, jumpsuits. If you haven't, I would just say just trying stuff, be, trying things all the time and not being afraid to get out of your comfort zone. I think we get so stuck in things that work for us. And then as our bodies change, we, we're just we're just stuck, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think you just need to like just crack it all open and just be like, okay, we're starting from the beginning now. You know, yeah, like wide leg pants, maybe. Yes. Yes. I had a pair of pleated wide leg pants a couple of years ago and they got a big hole in them. And I'm very sad about it because they actually fit me in like a 20 pound weight range. And I mm -hmm. could wear them when I was slimmer with like a slimmer top and I could wear them or I felt good wearing them. I could wear them anytime, but I thought they looked the best when I was slimmer with like a, a tighter top on the, the, but when I was fuller, they looked really good with like a longer sweater. So there's, there's just lots of things to, to try out. And I don't know that there's a guide per se. We'd have to really look into that. And maybe there is. Um, but Aja Barber, I always talk about on Instagram. She does a lot of good things with proportions when she does watch me get dressed every day um, or some days when she does that. It's it's just sorting out what works for you and it's a, it's an evolving practice. I feel like we've got to do better. We've got to do a little research. I will do a little research and I will do better because I feel bad. I feel like there must be some guides out there to dressing for your changing body or your changed body. Yeah, I will yeah. say one thing that I've learned yeah. is that if I wear one color on top and a very contrasting color on bottom, it's not nearly as flattering as if the colors are complementary or the same shade, sort of. Yes, yes, I think that's fair. I think that's I think that's fair. And then you know, it's like finding the pair of jeans that really works for you, and also not being afraid to take the size you really are. I say this over and over and over again to people. Like it, every size is different from every designer and every brand, and it just doesn't matter. What matters is that it fits well. Yeah, that that is absolutely true. Don't snossage yourself into a pair of jeans that don't fit just because they're a size twenty-seven or whatever you were or aspire to be. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, it, it's it's harder because the thing, it's just hard to have like a closet full of clothes that for one reason or another no longer works. And I think it's like, it's hard to accept that for some reason. Yep. I, I mean, I have a lot of dresses I haven't gotten rid of and tops because I keep thinking like, oh, well, you know, maybe... Yeah. But it's it's a very frustrating experience to look into my closet and see, you know, not a handful, but not nearly as many clothes as I used to be able to wear. It's also really affected my shopping. Yes. Like, you know, it's hard to shop when you're feeling weird or in between about your body. It's not fun. Yeah. 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 We need to we need to talk more about this. We need to we need to actually find more experts and do more research so that we can be more useful. Um, all right, one more. What is the one beauty treatment you couldn't live without? Massage, facial, laser, nails, et cetera, et cetera. Jesus. <laughs> my, my extensions, without a doubt. Nails. I really, I, I do get my nails done. I hate doing my own nails. So really, I mean, I've, I've dyed my own hair, cut my own hair, all of that stuff. But I hate 
and I'm not very good at doing my own nails. So pedicures and manicures, I would say, I mean, I could live without them. And I did during the pandemic, but it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> All right, I think we've we've made an episode. I think we did make an episode. Happy Labor Day, everyone. This is going to come out on Labor Day. I hope you're all having a good day. Yeah, guys. Happy end of summer. Happy end of summer. Hope you're enjoying it. Yeah. Hope you had a good, I hope you had a good summer. And we're going to be, you know, getting into the fall, just ramping up back to school and everything is fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. We're your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it on all the platforms. We read five-star reviews when we get them. If you want to support the production of this show, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash everything is fine. We blog there, we put up bonus episodes, and we hold a live monthly event over Zoom. If you want to follow us on social media, we're at EIF Podcast. We're on Facebook. We have a private Facebook group um, that has lots of robust discussions. We are on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. You can find Kim on her blog, girlsofacertainage.com. You can find me on tinyletter.com backslash Jennifer Romolini. The show is mixed and edited by the great Natalie Rivera. Thank you, Natalie. And we'll be back next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.